Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Adulting Unscripted. Here is your breakdown. So aside from our highs and lows, we'll jump into the murder slash missing person investigation involving Gabby Petito and Daniel Laundrie. Apparently went away on a trip together, seemingly cross country, was mm-hmm. it not? Okay, mm-hmm. and um, I don't really know the details of the trip, but all I know is when they got back, only the man was there and the girl was missing. And then we're going to have a pop culture moment. So kalisa has got a new single. There's a new Netflix phenomenon called Squid Games. And we want to talk about the perseverance of some of our favorite artists. He made a post or something in, or an interview and he was like, Rihanna is the best thing that ever happened in my career. Aww. Yeah, he was like, because without her, like, I would nobody would give a fuck about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And rounding out that pop culture train, we will end on a Tyra Banks note followed by a bit of school shooting. And she took a slice of the bread, she put butter on it, Uh and then she folded it in half. And she said, now you just take a bite (laughs) (laughs) and you pretend like you're eating fried chicken. (laughs) We're all over the place, (laughs) y'all. You don't want to miss it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Adulting Unscripted, where we are always unscripted. A bit unconventional. But mostly unbothered. As always, I'm your boy Sam. And I'm your girl Lady Q. So let's get into it. You having a good week this week? So far so good. Um, I can't really, I mean, I guess I can complain. We're gonna, at the highs and lows. <laughs> right, right. I believe I'm, I start this week. Yeah. Unless you want to go first. No, head. no. Okay, cool. So for my, you started on your high last week. I started on my low. Yes. So I'm gonna... Switch it up. Switch it up. Okay. I'll start on my high this week. Um, so I have a side job. Hey. Yes. Some side coin. Samuel, stay with a job, Gamp. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you heard they call Kiki Palmer that? What? Kiki, stay with a job, Palmer. No, I've not heard that. But she does stay with a job. <laughs> she She's does. hosting. She's right. going to be having acting, her own acting, right. music. Like, right. <laughs> She's everywhere. She is. She, I really want her to have a late night show. That would be fun. And I want it to be called like Kiki with Kiki. All right, Kiki, if you're listening, girl, we've pitched it for you. Okay, and like, you know, come me a little song. The gag is. The gag is. I've got a gig for you. Right, right. Okay, but anyway, so I got a side job. (laughs) Right. What's the job? Okay, so I'm working like this um, photo booth, but it's like a 360 photo booth. Have you heard of those? Yes, I love those. My dad had one of those at his birthday party. Yes, they're so cool. They make whatever you do look so cool. It does. So um, I work that. My friend Latifah, um, shout out to Latifah, been my friend since like seventh grade. Her and her friend Imani, shout out to Imani, um, they decided to go in together and start their own business, which is called A Thousand Words Photo Booth. So book them for your next event. Um, They're based out of Atlanta, but I think they do travel like a little bit too. Um, But yeah, so it's... um, they, They basically, Latifah, me and her were just talking, just catching up. And she was like, yeah, you know, like... I, I I was like, how's your business going? She was like, it's going really good. And I was just telling her how proud I was of her. And she was like, yeah. But she was like, but sometimes like we can't do events. Like we have to turn them down. We were trying to find people to help us and like kind of grow the team. And she was like, and it's mostly like a weekend thing. And you know, now I've got this job and I'm off on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, I can do that. <laughs> like what? And so it's lit. So we had an event yesterday. 
and it was a writing reception and it was at a brewery in Decatur mm-hmm. and um, it was so they rented out the brewery and it was catered food Caribbean style mm. which if y'all don't know this about me but I love Caribbean food like that is like after soul food Caribbean food is my favorite yes. like I love Caribbean food like uh, yes yeah, so they had like jerk chicken oxtail curry chicken um, rice and peas cabbage like it was just it was so good. Um, so, yeah. And plantains, too. Love plantains. Like, it was just so freaking good. And it was so fun. And all the beer is free. So, when I work events for them, like, I eat and drink for free. Mm-hmm. Which is That's lit. a nice little perk. Yeah. So, it's like I'm getting this shit for free and I'm getting paid. So, what kind of events do they usually um, have these photo booths at? Anyone that they book for? Or? Yeah, anyone that they book for. Like, who's like, you know, they have like a contract and thing. And like, I'm not in, in like, Latif and Amani handled like the business right. side of it. I just am like a worker. Um, but like, so far I've done two events. I did one that was like a 10-year anniversary banquet for some company. And then I also did one that was the um, wedding reception yesterday, which actually was Amani's wedding reception. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. And the thing that's so funny and so crazy is that or not funny and crazy, but like the thing that's so great about it is that every event you do, you can count on it being some type of celebration. Like no one's going to have a photo booth at awake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like no one wants to like take pictures and like remember like you dramatically crying and like sobbing. Like no one's going to do that. So it's like every event is going to be some type of like happy. So everyone's mm-hmm. in a good mood. That's what's up. Yeah, everyone's in a really good mood. So I know past events they've done, they've done like, um, I think they did like maybe a gender reveal or a bridal shower or something. I know they've done like um, weddings. Mm -hmm. I know they've also done, they did a high school, I think it was like Roswell High School's homecoming dance. Wow. Yeah, they're really popping. So that's what I'm saying, y'all. Book, 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 and party with me. Yes, we're going to put all that information in the show notes in case you guys have any sort of events that you guys want them to book. Yeah. Or and want to book them for. Maybe we might even try to see if we can get them as a guest on the show. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. I love that. So shout out to them. That's really exciting. And shout out to you for this new side job because yes. yeah, staying busy on the weekend. Yes. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your low? My low this week is kind of like job related. Um, I think I'm doing really good at my job, but I'm also the type of person who likes to know what I'm doing because like, I don't know what it is in me that is just like, I don't really have, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I do have an I don't give a shit attitude because I realize, like, whatever. But I think maybe because it's a job that I actually care about, Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure I'm doing a good job. And I've had some hiccups this week. Like, some made a few mistakes. But luckily, like, I'm surrounded by a team who, like, is really, like, receptive of, like, of errors. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so they're, yeah, they're like, you know, it's okay. And they like even told me like, look, you just got out of training. We're not, this is a lot of information. You're doing multiple things. We can coach you through it. Like it's okay. But I just really like to feel like I'm doing a good job. I hate feeling like I'm not doing a good job. I feel that, you know, like I hate feeling like I don't know what I'm doing and like feeling like confused or like, is this right? Is this not right? Oh shit. I fucked that up. Like I hate that feeling. So that's kind of my low because it makes me feel insecure mm-hmm. and I don't like feeling that way. So that's my low. But I mean, again, I have to be patient with myself. And even one of my coworkers, she was like telling me, she was like, look, like you make mistakes, you learn from it and you move on. She was like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. She's like, it's not like these doors are going to close tomorrow because you made one small mistake. Like, it's fine. It's, it's going to be okay. And everyone has been had that attitude with me. So it really is a blessing to be in a healthy work environment after being in multiple toxic work environments for so long. 
Well, it's nice that you are, like you said, surrounded by a team that's very encouraging and very, you know, sympathetic to the fact that you're going to make, you're going to make mistakes. It's just to be expected, honestly. So they probably expected you to make some mistakes because that's how you learn. Um, I mean, I'm nervous about making mistakes in my new job. I just started yes. it, but like, I'm nervous about that, but I know it's more than likely going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to like it when it does, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to happen and I'm just going to have to be nice and kind to myself and be like, look, it was to be expected. Now I'm going to learn from that and make sure it doesn't happen again. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Know. Now I'm on top of it. They even gave me tips too, because like one thing about reception, it is like a very much like sit down, like seems easy and it is easy i feel like when you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. but you are constantly multitasking and that's fine i have no problem multitasking my problem is multitasking and getting interrupted because you're doing one thing someone walks in the door you got to greet them get them checked in you go back to doing one thing now someone's calling the phone you gotta answer the phone and then it's like wait what was i doing before this but they gave me tip to like just get a sheet of paper and everything you're doing write it down Mm -hmm. because while you're doing it you're gonna get interrupted and you're gonna get interrupted sometimes multiple times and you're gonna you're gonna be like wait what where, where was I before so that's what I've been doing so I think it's helpful in the long run teaching me organizational skills love it but enough about me <laughs> talk to me highs and lows okay um so my highs and lows are very much job related as well um like I mentioned I started my new job this week on Monday I started it so I had just one week so far Um, And it's been my high because I was really excited to start the job. I really wanted to get into it and see what was going on. It was a lot of training, which is, it seems like it wouldn't be tiring because you're basically just sitting in front of a computer listening to people talk to you, but you're getting so much information. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you mean? Like during a training? You're an administrative assistant. Oh, you're training, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So right now we're just, we're just, well, we did one week of training. So they did and gave us all the information and talked to us for hours. Um, and it was just kind of like information overload and you get so exhausted by that. But it was still fun because I'm like, I'm excited to start, start. So next week, or I guess this upcoming week, I don't see any training on the schedule. So I'm thinking we're going to start at least slowly. Um, right. But we'll see. But I'm excited. And that was my high. Yay. I'm so excited for you. Look at us moving I on know. up. I'm just... <laughs> I feel like such an adult. <laughs> Not even yeah, gonna lie about it. Yeah. Having a regular steady job makes me feel like an adult. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my high. And moving on to my low, mm-hmm. it's similar to you when you first started your job, the job at the vet clinic, because because I'm not working Instacart as much and getting that quick money. I'm very, very broke. Yeah. I have no money. It's an adjustment, girl. Um, <laughs> I don't even get paid until next week. So it's like, ooh, gosh, what? What? Right. <laughs> what? I right. I got fifty thousand last night this whole week. <laughs> so, Bless it. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm very, very broken. I do not like that. I hate it very much. Mm, and you know, obviously my first paycheck is only gonna be a half check because I kinda started in the mm-hmm. middle of a pay cycle, so <sighs> But you wanna know what though? That's kind of like I mean, this isn't like, (laughs) I'm not trying to piss and call it rain, but (laughs) one thing that is good about it is because when I started mine, you know, I got the half week check, Mm -hmm. but that happened to be the same week my bills were due. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, yeah, but that was like all the money. (laughs) That was it. So it was like, okay, cool. So basically another two weeks of having no money. At least this time it's in the middle of the month when you'll get your first check. 
you know, and you won't have to pay your bills. Like, you can actually use that money to, like, sustain yourself. I will still have to use my, like, use it to pay my bills. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like. Okay. Thought the glass was half full. It's no, actually half empty. No, no, no. It's empty, period. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. Because right. after that, the rest of the checks will be regular. <laughs> right, right. And we'll see what I'm really working with. Right. That's nice. So, yeah, that's the low, though. It kind of sucks, but. Yeah. Okay. Once it gets into the swing of things, hopefully that mm-hmm. money will be the high. Okay, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Let's wait for that. <laughs> it's going to be good. I know this check that I'm about to get, it'll be my first, like, check where I don't have anything. Because, like, I had the one check, and I think it was, like, bills were due. Or, no, I think it was when I got my car towed. Mm-hmm. And I had to oh, spend yeah. on that. And then my next check, my bills were due. But this is going to be, like, that full check where it's, like, okay, boom. Like, your bills aren't due. Your car's not an impound so like this is actually your money you know so that's exciting, exciting. yeah yes. i'm really excited about that so yes i love it plus with the side job you know yeah so that's cute i love her yeah so moving right along um let's talk about what's going on in the world today so another like not i wouldn't call it my high or maybe I would. I don't know. But I don't know if you know, but Khalees dropped a new single. I did not know. It's like her first single in like seven years. I'm not surprised because I haven't heard from her um, <laughs> in a very long time. Yeah. What, what, what? I have questions. Where did she drop this? Is it everywhere? It's everywhere. And she dropped it with a video. Ooh. It was like single and vi- like song and video at the okay. same time. Yes, a two for one. We love it. Yes. And it's called what now? It's called Midnight Snacks. Okay. Midnight oh Snacks. Midnight snacks. <laughs> I love it. This so is our version it. for copyright like, reasons. Midnight snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. So when she was playing like little snippets on her Instagram, I was like, hmm, I don't know how I feel. But then when it came out, I was like, oop. <sighs> is the video good? Is it- the video's good too. The video, she was talking about how she really wanted to work with a black woman. Mm-hmm. So um, she did. And I don't know the lady's name, but I did go to the leak. She tagged her in a post. And so I went to her page and like saw that she's done some pretty good stuff. Um, So... There's that, and I'm just, I, I like the video. She looks great, as always. Like, Khalees is a blueprint, you know? She is just, like, she is one of the girls who, like, invented fashion. You know, like, when I think of fashion, the music industry, I think Rihanna, I think Khalees, I think Janet Jackson. Like, I feel like they are, like, fashion icons, you know? And Lil' Kim, also a fashion icon. I, I feel like they're, like, my go-to girls when I think. I agreed with all of those people, it- Except for Khalees. Uh, but honestly, I don't follow her. So I don't yeah. know. I guess I just have not seen her. Yeah. Because really. she's she's very much known for being like a fashion girl. Okay. Like a fashion muse in the music industry. Huh. Yeah. She's very much known for that. Because she always just did her own thing, you know. And was like cunt while doing it. Hmm. You know. But um, yeah. So that was like really exciting. So is she coming out with like a whole album? album or is this just like a single that she's coming out with or what's going on she has talked on her instagram lives um about like an album in the works so okay. she is supposed to be releasing new music like album wise she said that she even had like a na- a working title for the album but you know how it'd be rihanna told us she was gonna release the album like 18 years ago and we I'm still not like, got it right the last time rihanna released the album I saw a tweet and it was like the last time Rihanna released an album, don't no Barack Obama was president. <laughs> like, girl, that was two presidents ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what's going on? But yeah, anyway, so I'm excited for whenever she does drop an album because again, I stand Khalees. I love her. Like, I just love everything about her. Everything about her. 
Well, I'm sure you'll be the one to bring it to our attention because again, I don't really listen to her, so yeah, you'll be the one to let us know when she does come out with that album. Yeah, but I'm I'm probably gonna listen to that song though. You said it's called what again? Midnight Snacks. Midnight Snacks. Mm-hmm. I love Midnight Snacks. It'd be easy to remember. Yeah. Is it actually about food or is it just like? It's it's <sighs> okay. So, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It's like Midnight Snacks is kind of like an innuendo to like sex or like a good time it's like whatever and she was saying on her instagram she was like someone told me like i'm always thinking about food and she's like yeah that's true she was like because i feel like food and you know is something you crave it's sexy it's accessible it's something you want like she was like and it just makes sense like and i was like huh that's an interesting way of looking at it but plus she's a chef right yeah she's a chef she's a le cordon bleu trained chef in from france somewhere so that's lit Good for her, though. Good for her. I'm glad that she still comes out with music because I have not heard from Khalees in a very long time. I know. Like, a mainstream song, I guess I should say. Yeah. In a very long time. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Okay. But good for her. So, moving right along. I know you were telling me a little bit before we started recording about this case that I actually hadn't heard about because your girl doesn't like to watch the news. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it was what? Two, were they teenagers or were they just high they're school sweethearts? Earlier, they were high school sweethearts. Right uh-huh. now, I think they're like 22 and 23. Oh, okay. So these are young adults that um, were high school sweethearts. They apparently went away on a trip together, seemingly mm-hmm. cross country, was mm-hmm. it not? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really know the details of the trip, but all I know is when they got back, only the man was there and the girl was missing. Yeah. So. They, their names are Gabby Petito, and I want to say Brian Laundry. Let me make sure it's Brian and not Daniel. I'm going to look that up really quick. But um, basically, yeah, so they went on a trip, and um, yeah, it it's Brian Laundry. Florida? They were going from Florida, you said, to... No, I don't, I don't oh, know no, if they were going from New York. York. Yeah, New York, I'm sorry. But to, I... to Oregon? Yeah, I think that's what you said. New yeah, York to Oregon. New York to Oregon, and they were trying to be there by Halloween, mm-hmm. making several stops along the way. Obviously, um, different national parks, whatever, whatever. And then apparently, like, like to sum it up, they got into an altercation one night and the police, like, separated them. Didn't make any arrests, I don't think. They just separated them. Um, and then at some point, Brian Laundrie, um, he came home, which I think his home was Florida. Right. Okay. I think that's where I got confused. So he yeah. went home to Florida and that was in September, you said, right? Yeah, in September. And he came without her. Mm-mm. And then him and his family like apparently went camping, stop seventy five miles away from where they lived, and like went camping. And then, like I guess he left the van there. And police have been like in contact with the family, but they like quote unquote have no information about his whereabouts and don't know where he is. And they've been looking for him. They think he's hiding in a nature reserve. Mm-mm. Yeah, and so they're like trying to find him. And I also saw some articles too that were like, is he? Is it even possible that he's still alive? Like in the nature reserve unidentified he's been all over the news it's like obviously he's probably staying out of public so it's like what are you eating what are you doing like how are you like are you even still alive if you're like keeping this low-key but my theory and not to make this sound like a netflix series because this is real people's lives you know but it sounds like a movie it sounds it cinematic does. you know it like it, it sounds, sounds like the family helped him cover up that body yes that exactly murdered. and that's why y'all went camping 75 exactly. miles from your home and then all of a sudden you disappear and your family all of a sudden doesn't know where you are but your van is parked at their house and they don't know they don't know about your whereabouts like it sounds like they're like they're covering up for you something is sus i don't yeah it's just sus- it's suspects like it's it doesn't even sound real you know 
So, I mean, we'll update you guys when, if, if and when more details about this case comes about, because mm-hmm. I think as of right now, they still, so, oh, update, they did find the Gabby's body. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you say it was like dismembered in a forest? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. That is so sad. Uh, I, I couldn't even imagine, like, I right. couldn't imagine that. Imagine your daughter <sighs> going off with her boyfriend on a supposedly cute little cross-country trip to go and visit the national parks, and then the next thing you know, he comes home without her. I feel like that boy would have no chance of going missing. I would have had to lay my hands on him to figure out where my daughter was. Right. Like, you, there'd be no going missing around here. I'm going to be on your ass until I know where my child right. is. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just crazy. And, I mean, another thing, too, though, um, and I, I haven't seen this resource for myself, but I had a friend who's been following the story, and they told me that her dad, Gabby's dad, was speaking, like, in an interview and was saying how, like, they started, like, a charity kind of thing where they can donate funds to other people. They were like, luckily, we don't... We had a platform to, like, let the world know that there were so many young girls and so many kids in general that go missing and they don't have the resources and they don't have the funds to, like, help them find, you know, and get that closure if there is closure or just find them if they're still alive, hopefully, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they started like an organization, like a, a charity to, wow. to help families of other missing children. And I was like, that's such that's a beautiful amazing. way to honor her legacy. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that it had to happen, but at least it's somewhat something of a silver lining, you know? I yeah. Mean, I don't want to say something good came out of it. Right. Horrible but at least it wasn't in vain. Yeah. You know? But no, I'd want to, I'd need some answers though. I'm, yes, I'm happy they got the closure and found out what happened to her, but I'd still, or not what happened to her, found out, you know, where her body was, but I would need to know what happened. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cause that's, oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like you, I just, I don't watch the news, but everyone at my job is like constantly talking about it. So I'm like, oof, what's going on? Like, that's how I found out was from my job. And see, it's funny because like right now because my job is virtual for the most part um they have we communicate on slack and they have like a, oh my god we a, use slack yeah like there's like a murder geeks channel on there and so i feel like had i looked at that it'd probably be on that channel but um i haven't really looked at that yet but i know i'm gonna make my own posts about two things that i've been watching on netflix sorry to switch topics on you guys but it just made no, me think of okay. that um one is i just we started watching this movie last night called there's someone in your house i don't know if you saw that is it was scary? like um, it's more suspense, I would say. Okay. It's more suspense and thriller than it is scary. Tell me about it. I want to know. So it's basically like, it's this group of high school kids and there's a serial killer running around killing these high school kids. And the weird thing is like, he's, he wears their face before he murders them. Like he like, he 3D prints a version of their face and wears it before he murders them. <laughs> it's very strange. But also very interesting. I haven't so is he like in their it. house? Um, in when he them? I've, I've, again, I have not finished the movie, but in one, I want to say in one case he was in their house. Okay. But one thing I will say, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but this serial, and again, I'm not even finished, but this serial killer does not seem afraid to murder you anywhere and everywhere. Witnesses, I don't care. House of God, I don't care. Like, Ooh. you're getting got. So. Child. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, and then also Squid Game, which you said you haven't watched. Which I'm I know. amazed. Again, everyone in my job was talking about it. But you know why I haven't watched it? It's because I'm trying to finish The Crown. 
But doesn't The Crown have like a bunch of seasons? It's like three seasons, I think. What season are you on? One. Damn. <laughs> okay, and you know what's so crazy? I am literally trying my heart, but have you ever just had one episode that you really just have to like get, get like power through it? Yes. That is season one, episode seven. When I tell you, <laughs> I have seen that episode. I have been trying to finish that episode for like 45 days. Like, Stop. You know, like, just skip it. I, even this morning, I was like, Okay, I just woke up. Let me watch it. I watched it, went straight to sleep. Like, I'm like, just skip the episode. Just <laughs> skip it at this point. I'm like 20 Let's minutes from the end. Oh I'm like 20 God. minutes from the end. Skip I those like, 20 minutes. I can't. I'm not that type of person. I'm the type of person when I like, I remember growing up before I could drive and I would get to the movie late because I was like with my cousins or like my sister or whoever and they got us to the movie late. I'm going to go back and see it again. I don't care if I miss the first five, ten minutes. Like, I want to see the in, the entirety. I can't. I'm late to everything but a movie. Like, I can't miss. I can't miss. Like, I want the whole story. I feel you. So I can't skip episodes. Honestly, no. I want to be there for the previews of the movies. But, um, nah. <laughs> nah. Not if, you've, not if you've been trying for 45 days to watch this. Like, <laughs> the last 20 minutes. I'm just going to have to skip and read the Wikipedia. I know you were probably being facetious. But still. <laughs> still. If I try more than, like, three or four times to watch an episode of something if i can't get through it i'm i'm probably gonna skip it yeah. i might come back to it later and be like okay maybe i missed something major but if i can't get through it i'll read the synopsis right it wasn't meant to be it wasn't but yeah i can't believe you haven't watched squid game um because i feel like by the time this comes out everyone will have watched it it's been so popular it has been popular it has i've heard so many things i've seen people doing that weird challenge what weird challenge the thing where like you have like a cookie looking thing and you uh-huh. have to get it out without breaking the center oh, okay, of it. Okay. I've seen a lot of people doing that. And literally on, on no, like in well on Instagram, but also in real life. The other day, <sighs> my coworker who's also never seen Squid Games was like, what is the like someone posted it in Slack, um, in the recept because we have a channel that's reception that's like for like the doctors be like, hey, can y'all upload this to so and so's chart? But then we also have a channel that's a reception meeting where it's like only the receptionists are in there. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> they were like posting their pictures in there and they're like, look, I did it. And like one girl did hers as a heart. <laughs> one girl did hers as something else. And um, <laughs> at first when we saw the heart win, my coworker Taylor, who hasn't also not seen the show, she was like, what is that? She was like, is that diarrhea that they like <gasps> shaped into a heart or did no. it just come out like that? Because it did look like diarrhea. Gross. And I was like, yes, yeah, kind of like did their dog just like shit a heart, like diarrhea shit a heart. Like what the fuck? And then someone else posted it. And then I was like, oh, and I explained to Taylor like I was like it's probably this thing from Squid Games but you know what else I learned what so while we were talking about my other coworker chimed in and she was like apparently that's a real thing in Korea like they have like vendors like you don't get shot if you don't do it obviously but like there's a thing and vendors you can buy like pastries or whatever they are and if you can do that then you get it for free I mean, it seemed like something they did. I was like, no, nah, everybody seems to know about this. This is probably a real game. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily even call it a game. Right. Which, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, of all the things, this is not really a game. This is just kind of like mm-hmm. a skill. <laughs> right. But, I mean, I definitely think it's worth a watch. It's entertaining. And hearing the story about... And hearing the story about how he created the story back in like 2008 and 2009 and it's just now getting recognition for it is very Mm -hmm. inspiring, I would say. Yeah, 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 I would agree. Yeah, and I mean, there's just so many examples of that, of of celebrities and people of accomplishment that I feel like 
we see them as mm-hmm. overnight successes or we see mm-hmm. them as someone who just seemingly popped up out of nowhere. Right. But then when you really dig into their background, you're like, oh, wait, you've been actually trying in this industry for right. 10 plus years. Right. <laughs> just exactly. not hearing about you as if you were brand new or something. So, I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's inspiring in one way when you think about it. Cause it's like, you might have to try for 10 years before anything pops mm-hmm. off. Yeah. I mean, I remember, or no, not that's not what I want to say. What I want to say was I'm thinking about last week with Stephanie, and she said mm-hmm. she feels like the people that are successful are the people who are perseverant. Mm-hmm. You know, is that the right word? Perseverant, whatever. The people who persistent, persistent. There we go. The people who are persistent. Um, those are the people who are successful because, like, just shoot your shot. The more shots you take, the more you have of sinking one. You know. So that's what that makes me think of. Also, like, do you remember that song "Cheerleader" by Omi? How does it go? Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. Yes, yes. That was like my shit when that song <laughs> came out. I remember when that song blew up. I was in Mexico that year. Mm-hmm. So that was like 2015 or 2016 when I was living in Mexico for the summer. And um, I remember that song. I used to listen to that song on my walk to the uh, university. I used to listen to that song when I came back to the casa. Like I used to just listen to that song all the time. I just loved it. But then I found out that like, he wrote that song like seven years prior to that. Mm. <laughs> yeah isn't that crazy that's insane yeah and it's also too like calvin harris um he didn't blow up until we found love and we found love was like rihanna featuring calvin harris or right, I whatever remember that song. Mm-hmm. and then his next single was i feel so close to mm-hmm. you right now but he wrote that song before we found love but no one gave a shit because nobody <laughs> knew who he was <laughs> right and then like we found love blew up and we were like calvin harris who's this and then I remember he said he made a post or something in, or an interview and he was like, Rihanna is the best thing that ever happened in my career. Aww. Yeah. He was like, because without her, like I would, nobody would give a fuck about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really sweet, but also really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but God's plan, you know, God's plan. Like your time is going to come. Yeah. You just have to trust and believe and keep doing what you're doing. Like Lizzo. Um, mm, I, I heard about Lizzo not even heard about her. I heard one of her songs at the end of a movie that I went to the movies to watch mm-hmm. before she got big. And I like Shazammed it. And I think it like came up or maybe I just remember what the lyrics were. Cause I don't think she was big, but anyway, I remember what the lyrics were and I went home and found her on YouTube and she'd done so much on YouTube. Cause she was kind of like a YouTube musician. Cause she yeah. wasn't big and she didn't have a record label mm-hmm. or a record deal. Um, <clears throat> and so I think it was what it was, it was good as hell and truth hurts were two songs that I like listened to, but I went through and like listened to a bunch of the stuff that was on, mm-hmm. her, on her, in her catalog. And then the very next year as a year that I think she ended up coming out. Yeah. Good as hell. No, for sure. Because I remember truth hurts when that song came out and blew up. I already knew it like from like a year before then. Yeah. And I, yeah. That's about to say it had already been like two, three years yeah. old at that point by the yeah. time it came out as like a new release. Yeah. Yeah, and good as hell too. Cause I remember her. I remember going on my Apple Music, and it was like suggested music. And my favorite color is orange. And so she has an EP, and I think it's like her third EP. It's not even like her first one. It was my first time seeing of her. Mm-hmm. But she had just dropped her third EP, and it was called Coconut Oil. And I was like, oh my god, I love coconut oil. And it was like this orange background mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. like this beautiful woman on it. And I'm like, who is this supple, like radiant, like you know, like girl you know and so i was like let me listen to this and then i was like hooked i was hooked and it was like kind of like a church theme Mm -hmm. like the first song was like worship me 
And then she had another song. It's called Feel Myself. And it's like, excuse me if I feel myself. Yep, that's but the video know. was in a church. Like the video was set in a church. And I was like, I love how this is. And then even Coconut Oil, the last song, like at the end of it, there's like this church organ that plays. And you can hear a background of like this ambiance of people talking. But it's very clearly it's like black church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like got that church organ. And it's it was just so good. But um. Yeah, that was like, and I remember telling all my friends, I was like, oh my God, y'all have to listen, y'all have to listen, y'all have to listen. And all my friends were like, yeah, I like it, I like it. But it was kind of like, I like it. <laughs> but then she blew up after that performance on the BET Awards. Did you see that performance? Um, I think I saw like after. Yeah. She on did, the internet. She was like on a, a wedding cake. Mm, yeah, I you know. Yeah, and then she busted out that flu and everyone was like, what the fuck, who's this girl? But also, you know something I found out is that my friend was telling me, like, you know how they do the red carpets for, like, certain award shows or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the VMAs or the Grammys, but you know how they would get, like, like C-list celebrities to do, like, the red carpet pre-show? Like, interviews? Like interviews, yeah. So she, one year, that was her. One year, she was the one who did it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot. Like a lot of times you have like the celebrities who are huge, but when you look a little bit, a few years previous to their major success, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't know you did this red carpet or wait a minute. I didn't know you were like a featured extra in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's inspiring. Right. Keep trying. Just keep grinding. Quay told me about, have you, do you know about um, the cleaning solution 409? I think it's like a grease cutter. Yeah, yeah, I think I have something under my sink right now. Yeah, so do you actually know the backstory behind that? No. Quay was telling me about it yesterday, I believe it was, but I want to say it was two men from Detroit. I hope that's the right city, but two men from Detroit that really wanted to make the most powerful grease-cutting solution on the market, and um, it took them 409 tries to make it. Oh, shit. I love how they documented that. Right. (laughs) They're like, all right, this is tried. 312 <laughs> but yeah 409 tries i don't know the, like yeah. the span of years over which they tried 409 different recipes that did or 408 different recipes that didn't work until they got to 409 but yeah damn that's the name of the product that's actually the inspiration behind Aaliyah's song you guys try again was 409 <laughs> But first you don't succeed Get yourself up 408 more fucking times And try again That was like the unedited non-radio version So that makes me think It makes me think of a question So if you didn't know Like let's say Not even let's say So take your music career Mm -hmm. How long do you think you would Try Or like how long do you think you If you weren't getting any sort of success Mm -hmm. How long do you think you would give it would you give up at any point or would you no, just continually push no. until okay, you so got some sort of success? I think that question is very dependent on what it is I'm trying. Mm-hmm. With music, music is a part of me. It's always been a part of me. It will always be a part of me. And again, I'm going to circle back to Khalees. <laughs> <laughs> she talks about, you know, she's a chef and she says food is so different because she actually cares what people think about it. Mm-hmm. She wants people to like it, but music, it's for her. Okay. And when I think of my favorite artists... They don't make music for it to be... Even if they make popular music, they do them. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite artists, like, they always do their own thing. Like, I think about Miguel. I think about um, Rihanna. I think about, no doubt, um, Khalees. Like, they make music that they like, mm-hmm. you know? That just so happens to be popular, but they do it for them. So, with music for me, I would... Oh, sorry, that was my phone. With music for me, I would never stop 
making music, you know? I would I would always do that. But if it was something like I'm trying to invent something or I'm trying to like do something that I'm like not that's not not even necessarily not passionate about, but just something that's like not ingrained in me. Like if I was trying to have an acting career mm-hmm. per se, I would have a stopping point for that. I'd be like, okay, look, this isn't working. What do you think that stopping point would be? Because like again, <laughs> circling back to Squid Game, it took that man. It's it even if he did it in 2009. The one I the report I saw said 2008, but if even if it was 2009, that's still what 11 years. Yeah, yeah. No, um, 12 years. Yeah, of pitching and rejection and pitching mm. and rejection. Um, Would you stop before 12 years? <laughs> probably. Probably. I mean, even if I didn't stop, stop, I feel like I would stop focusing on it. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's an opportunity comes or an audition opportunity comes that I'm like drawn to specifically. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll try it. But I would stop putting stock in it <laughs> probably after like, I don't know, I feel like five, six years maybe. That's such I feel like a that's when time. it is. But I think that's honestly the time when I would start reevaluating. Like, like if you hadn't gotten any sort of success, yeah, like, I'm like right, okay, me... like I've been doing this for like, do I want to continue or do I want to try to find another avenue? You know, I get it, but that's for something I'm not like diehard passionate about. Like that's not I don't feel like in my blood. I feel like acting is something I like doing and something I appreciate doing and something I'm good at, but it's not something like I live, sleep, breathe. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't. It's not like in my bones and my blood like that. Like music is, you okay. know. Like, I'll be 85 years old still writing songs and playing guitar. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I like that. I mean, because, you know, as inspiring as all these stories are about people who spend however long in their field and, and, and get success at some much later point, there's also, you know, there's also people who are out there like, you know, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You got to mm-hmm. know when to quit, you know? Because right. if I'm trying to make a rap career happen mm-hmm. and... I've been trying for 25 years to make a rap career happen and nothing's even jumping off. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I should try something else. How long was your cap? Do you have a cap? Um, hmm. I guess like you, depending on what that thing is that I'm trying so hard to do, if it's something, I don't know. I guess like you, I would probably not put as much stock into it. It wouldn't be my primary focus because I feel like I'd probably have to focus on something else to eat and pay bills and stuff. But I I don't know if I'd ever actually stop. If it's something that I really wanted to do, something that I was passionate about, even if it's not my main focus, it'd probably have to be something like a side job or a side hustle or something that I put all the energy that I have after whatever the main source of income is, you know? Mm -hmm. Because like with acting, they say auditioning is your job. That's all fine and dandy, but auditioning doesn't pay the bills. So right. um, <laughs> I'm going to have to have an actual job that pays the bills. And then right. and then auditioning can be my side job. Yeah. So if it's something I'm truly passionate about, I feel like I would just have to find another way to prioritize it. But still try and do my best to try and make it work if that's ultimately what I want to be doing. Facts. So, yeah. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah, I agree with that. It kind of also... I mean, it's not really super related, but just the segue into a different avenue that reminds me of like having a dream that you want to do, but have sometimes you have to like use a different method to get there. Mm-hmm. And so that reminds me of um, Tyra Banks. She's one mm-hmm. of like 
a big influence. I think career-wise, I, I look to her a lot. Um, or one thing that she said to me really stuck with me. She talks about how she always wanted to be like a producer, like a photographer. She wanted to be behind the camera. But she got noticed because she was pretty and she looked like a model. Hmm. So she used modeling. She ran with that. And she used that as like a stepping stone to get her to where she actually wanted to be, which was behind the camera. But Hmm. at least it was like a step in the industry. She got her foot in the door in the industry and then took off. And now then she got to a point where she could do whatever the fuck she wants to do within the industry because she's fucking Tyra Banks, you know? I never knew that. And yeah. And so my parents, funny story about me is I actually didn't want to go to college. I wanted to just work and maybe learn a trade, maybe not, but I just wanted to work and just make music. That's what I wanted to do. But my parents were like, nah, nigga, you going to college. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, what the fuck am I going to go to college for? I don't want to go to college for music, as funny as that sounds, but most time when you go to college for anything music related, it's like very classical, very mm-hmm. whatever. That's not me. That's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go and like learn music theory all day and like learn fucking like ballads and operas and, and shit like that. For, no. You know, I knew that if I went to college in order for me to complete it, it would have to be something I actually somewhat wanted to do. So that's why I went to school for theater. Mm -hmm. That's why I went to school to learn how to act, because I knew that I was good at it. I was in school plays. I always got sung high praises. People are always like, oh, my God, like I had no idea, like da, 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 da. And I was like, huh. And then that made me think about Tyra Banks. And I was like, you know what? She had to do something she didn't want to do just to get a foot in an industry surrounding fashion and surrounding like modeling and all that stuff so maybe this is like i should adopt that and just do something in the entertainment field and hopefully that will lead me Mm -hmm. somewhere else like eventually i'll be able to do what i want to do that's amazing it's Mm -hmm. funny because you said that and then i immediately thought about america's next top model and how on one season i don't even remember which which season it was it had to be one of the earlier ones because i'm pretty sure i stopped watching around like season five um but it was one of the earlier seasons and one of the models who had made it through that initial round where they were selecting people. She was basically saying how she wanted to use top model as a stepping stone to get to, um, she wanted to, she wanted to do something totally outside of modeling, like Mm -hmm. nothing to do with it, but she wanted to like use the show and use to start her her popularity to, to do that. And it's funny because that's what got her eliminated off the show. But um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. But yeah, sometimes you have to do things like that where you yeah. enter into something you don't necessarily want or a field that you don't love or it's not the exactly what you want to do to get you to a position where you can do what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember season nine. I think it's season nine because I think that's like my favorite season. Salisha won. Um, but she, I remember there was one episode, it was like the final three. It was like Salisha, I think the girl's name was Chloe and some other girl. I really don't know. Anyways, but I remember Tyra was like their photographer in that episode. And I was like, oh, look at you, girl. Did she do a good job? She did do a great job. She was like their photographer for like the final three. It was like the finale episode. It was like they were in China and they had to like climb the Great Wall, like a photo shoot where mm-hmm. they were like at the Great Wall and Tyra was a photographer. And I was like, oh, wow. Look at her. Yeah, and even how she, like, produced and directed the Tyra show, you know? Uh, that show. <laughs> <laughs> I saw clips from that show not too long ago, and it was had me in stitches. It had me in stitches. Like, there was one where she was, like, talking to the audience. She was like, sorry, guys. She's like, welcome back. She's like, I'm not feeling too well. She was like, I went on a run today, um, and one of my neighbors, their dog, like, who's normally pretty friendly, like, attacks me, like, and bit me, so (laughs) I had to go to the hospital, and I'm just 
feeling a little and then this woman literally like faints Tyra. and everyone's like oh my god and then she like gets up and she's like foaming at the mouth and she's like and then people just started laughing but it was like they were laughing at her like not with it's like i think she really thought like they were gonna buy it like oh my god tyra has rabies like but she just looked I can only so imagine. I've never ridiculous. even seen this clip. I've never, I Girl, never did that happen. watching this. We'll fucking pull it up. That sounds it's so hilarious funny. in a it's bad a way. And then I also remember that one time when she was like revealing her, like she really was a scammer, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, respect to Queen Tyra, but she really was scamming y'all, scamming us. Like she was had a one episode where she was talking about her um, biggest beauty secrets. And so she was like, do you guys, after the break, we're going to do my number one beauty secret. So then she was like, okay, we came back from the break. And then she's like, everyone, my number one beauty secret, I'm giving all of you, like, some. It's underneath your seat. And so they had reached underneath their seat. Everyone's fucking excited. And they unwrap it. And it's like a little eight-ounce jar of Vaseline that's, like, bedazzled. And they're just like, you get Vaseline, you get Vaseline. <laughs> and everyone's going, like, ape shit. Like, they were so excited for this $1 Vaseline, this travel size Vaseline. Oh, my God. Like, they are literally like, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, what? The producers told them to act a fool. They said, y'all go crazy when she come out with this right, Vaseline. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then last moment that comes to mind, although there are so many more, is that when she showed everyone how... I think it was like something about a model diet. And she was saying how she was going to teach everyone how to make um, like vegan fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And she... <laughs> this lady, this woman pulled out a loaf of bread. Okay. And she took a slice of the bread. She put butter on it. Uh-huh. And then she folded it in half. And she said, now you just take a bite. <laughs> And you pretend like you're eating fried chicken. <laughs> I'm dead. Like, shit, I'm It's like, girl, not you playing in my face. <laughs> like, on live TV. Like, <laughs> First of all, the bread with butter on it. Why would I do that? No, no, no. That's was- hilarious, though. <laughs> and she's like, mmm, fried chicken. <laughs> girl. If you don't go somewhere and sit the fuck down and stop playing my face with this white bread. Not white bread, that too. Oh, no. Um, when I think about Turbanks, I promise you the only thing that ever comes to my mind because I watched this season, this episode live on TV when it was airing. That episode when, was it Danielle who was getting eliminated? Um, but it was this girl who was getting eliminated and she was like, we were all rooting Oh, for Tiffany. You. Tiffany, yeah. Man, that was so funny when yeah. I watched it. Because I was like, girl, you're really... To be fair, for those who did not watch America's Next Top Model, so at the end of the episode, there would be an elimination round where at the end they'd pull out two girls who were at the bottom and then Tyra would dramatically turn over one of their photos and yeah. that's the person who gets to stay. So Tyra turned over the photo and it wasn't Tiffany. And so Tiffany was like going around smiling and being like, oh, don't, don't cry, y'all. Y'all gonna have a good time. You know, whatever. Hugging people and laughing and like not being... <laughs> 
depressed. And so Tyra got like really offended and upset by that. She was like, you know, she was like, we were all rooting for you. You're over here laughing and joking. I've never in my life had to yell at a woman like this. And I'm just like, Tyra, girl, calm down. Right. <laughs> but if you guys haven't seen it, please go look up that clip. Yeah, but funny. honestly, that was one of the, I really, like people were like Tyra overreacted, but I honestly agreed with her. But she was like, your grandma had to have her lights cut off for you to be here. You talking about you couldn't afford us, like, just to buy you a swimsuit. Like, there are girls here that would kill to be in your shoes. And you come in here and you treat it like a joke. And it's like, and then you're like, I don't have this. I don't have that. And it's like, okay, so what? And then Tara was like, you don't know where I come from. You don't know what I did and didn't have. She was like, but at the end of the day, I took responsibility for myself. And I made a way. And I honestly really agree with that. Because Tiffany, one of my favorite shows, um, not like filmed shows but theater shows is black comedy it's a farce and there's a part where one of the characters tells the other characters like you're what daddy calls a dd a determined defeatist and i personally have no sympathy for determined defeatist i get like wallowing and what you got going on and acknowledging that and maybe being depressed i've been there i get it but at the end of the day ain't nobody responsible for you and the outcome that happens to you but you like i agree with that you know and i i don't know people was like really ragging on tyra for that i mean but I agree with you with what you just said about the DD. Um, but, and I even agree with Tyra, what she was saying about how, you know, all these things had to happen for you to get to this point and you're treating it like a joke. But I don't necessarily agree that she was treating it like a joke. I just kind of felt like she was upset and didn't want to, like, right. ball out crying on national TV. Instead, she wanted to kind of go out with, like, a kind of a, she wanted to save face. Like, she mm-hmm. was like, all right, well, you, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know how people yeah. do when, when you, when you lose something and when you're, you know, you don't want to look like a sore loser or like you are right. really upset about it. So you're like, you know, keep your head up. It's going to be good. I'm good. I'm, I got other things going on. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, so I don't know. Yeah. That happened again in season nine. I told you it was my favorite season. See, I didn't get that far. Yeah. And there was the girl, I think her name was Chloe or Amber or something like some basic white girl name. And she was talking about how, um, she was talking about how, like, basically they were, all had to go around. It was Chantal, Salisha, and then her, with Brooke. I think her name is Brooke. And they were like, who do you think deserves to stay and win? And who do you think deserves to go home? And almost everyone, well, the other two girls both said Brooke. And she was like, they were and like. deserve to go home? Yeah. And she was, like, upset by that. And they were like, you know, why are you getting emotional? And she was like, it's just upsetting that, like, people feel like I don't deserve to be here just because I'm not all like sunflower and sunshine and rainbows. She was like, I've just been, that doesn't mean I don't want to be here. Or she was like, you know, like, I don't feel like I have to be spewing out rainbows incessantly just to prove that I'm a good or nice person. And to hear them think that I'm negative and I'm not a good person, like really hurts my feelings. And then they like unpacked that. And she low key, like that episode, that's the same episode of the Great Wall episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like my favorite episode of like the show period, because I just really related to that, even though I don't feel like I'm the type of person that's like, like, like dark and cold like she was. But I just really related to her. And she was like saying how she had to take care of her sisters and she didn't have a childhood. Like she said that like, because one of the girls said that she doesn't think that like girls would want to look up to to her. Chantal said that. And she was like, it just hurts my feelings. She was like, I like didn't have a childhood and I had to raise my sisters. I've been a mom pretty much my whole life. Like we didn't have a mom growing up. And they were like, she was like, you know, so I have resentment about that. And she was like, but to hear someone say that they wouldn't want like their sisters to like look up to me like that just makes me feel bad. And it was like, damn, like. Mm. Kind of sad. It was. It was really sad. But I'm. I love crying. <laughs> I love being like. I love like being moved. You know, like I've cried twice today already. Damn. One from a video I saw, and then one from like a poem I saw. But like I love feeling moved. You know. 
The one was like a TikTok and it was like this guy who like adopted a black baby and he posted like this video and he was like, you know, people are saying I'm not going to be able to raise my son to be a strong black man because like I'm a white guy. And he was like, and so I asked you to like, he's like, so either lend a hand or like be quiet because it's hard enough. And then he like did an update of that video and he was like, since then, let me show you. So many people flooded his P.O. box with books to educate his son on like important black figures and um, like educated his son on like books about hair, like about being adopted. And then he was like, and then he was like, we talked about the whole cooking thing because you know, I'm white. He was like, and then they sent him seasonings. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so moved, you know? Yeah, because it's like, it just, it moved me. It just moves me when I see humanity, you know? And so I was like, oh, I'm so cried. Right, I know. <laughs> but I love being moved and crying. I don't know if I, I don't love crying, but, <clears throat> but it is something that I do. Um, but I usually, I like to cry in the daytime because I feel like at nighttime, I don't know, I don't want to go to bed yeah, like that. And so I'd much, with the yeah, I'd much rather just like cry in the daytime than like, it's, it's the middle of the day, let me stop crying and then yeah, I'm good, but. Usually it takes something emotional for me to like watch something emotional to get me to really cry. I agree. So Yeah. Sad movie. A sad commercial. A sad commercial, damn. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure. Yeah. There's that one commercial about um gun violence in schools. Have you seen it? No. It's like all of these kids and they're talking about the things they got for back to school shopping, mm-hmm. but it's all in reference to like how that can help them when there's a school shooter. And it's like, my mom got me like this new phone. So now I can like text her like goodbye or like my mom got me. <laughs> yeah. It's like really fucking, oh, no. it's really, it was on good morning America and everything, is? but it's really fucking dark. We'll watch that too. Oh, Cause God. we're almost done anyways, but it's, it's like really, it's like, like when I first saw it, I think I cried a little bit. I was like, my mom got me these new sneakers. Hopefully, I can run fast enough. <laughs> it's like, shit. All the kids with that the took a turn. Fakes, huh? Right. Better run, better run. <laughs> Faster than my bullet, huh? Okay. Oh, man. That's awful, though. That's not funny. <laughs> it is. It's not. That's awful. But um, what were they selling? What was the commercial for? It's just promoting. It was. Not they promoting, weren't selling awareness. anything. They. It was like, yeah, like a PSA okay. about the, the epidemic is, I think, the right word, the epidemic of school shootings. Mm. In America. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen that, though, but I, I'm going to be on the lookout for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yep. But yeah, I mean, that pretty much wraps up what I wanted to go through this week. What about you? I know. I'm sorry to leave y'all with that. <laughs> well, thought, you know, but... sometimes it is what it is. You know? <laughs> We're unscripted around here, okay? Right. That's it life. Is what it is. But yeah, so I mean, I'm good. To, I'm good to go too. I don't really have anything else to say. We can wrap it up for this week. Well, then it's been a great time. Hopefully, you guys have had a lot of fun with us. We always have fun with you, and we hope you guys come back next week. Where we'll come back with a brand new episode of Adulting Unscripted. Woo woo! I'm your girl, Lady Q. And I'm your boy, Sam. We out. Peace.